Well, welcome this morning. We are traveling down the uh, Biblical Route 66, going through the Old Testament books right now. And we worked our way to First and Second Chronicles. It's interesting, like First uh, and Second Samuel and First and Second Kings, the Chronicles were originally one book in the Hebrew Bible. Uh, it was changed to First and Second, two books, uh, in for convenience, basically. So they're really one book, and, and it begins all the way back with the time of of Saul and and runs all the way through uh, to the Babylonian captivity. So it's a very large section of Scripture. It overlaps especially with 2 Samuel and 1 and 2 Kings. And so a very legitimate question is, why did God give us another book, actually in our Bibles, two books, that are covering very much the same material as, as uh, 2 Samuel and the Kings? And apparently a lot of people uh, question that because some have said the Chronicles are the most neglected books in all of Scripture. And maybe that's because people think they've already read it in the Kings and Samuel, why read it again? Well, let me give you a couple of reasons why God gave us uh, the Chronicles. First of all, uh, the Lord uh, gives new material in many places concerning uh, the, the, the events. There's some definite overlap, but there's some filler as well. That's very helpful. But more importantly, there's a different target audience. Uh, most believe that the Chronicles were written later and probably penned by Ezra, the scribe, who we're going to get to in a few days. And uh, he was writing to the exiles who were returning from, from the captivity. They were going back to Judah and Jerusalem, and they needed to have a word from God. They needed to know the history of Israel. A lot of them probably didn't know it. And more importantly, they needed to understand uh, God's faithfulness to Israel and to Judah, and especially to David. And so we have in 1 Chronicles a, a, an account largely about David himself. Uh, David is, uh, uh, it, this book is all about him, basically, and so uh, we have his uh, life, his history. One, one definite difference between this uh, book and the others is that there's virtually nothing negative said about David. Uh, nothing said about the civil war between Israel and Judah, not even Bathsheba's uh, sin, the sin with Bathsheba is brought up, is very benign, very complimentary of David. Uh, also, we find in First Chronicles that the Lord now initiates, through David, uh, music in the temple worship. This had really not happened before. For hundreds of years, there had been no music connected with worship. David would introduce that, and we find it in chapter 15, that uh, this music is introduced and how that is organized, and it gets quite elaborate, actually, in what is, what is set up. So we have a lot of those kinds of things. But the high mark of the whole book is the covenant with David, the Davidic covenant. Uh, this is, I think, the key. Uh, what Israel needed to know as they came back from exile was that God had made a promise or a covenant with David, their king, and even though they had been unfaithful, and they had uh, turned against God in so many ways. The Lord himself had remained faithful to his promise given to Abraham and to his promise given to David as their king. He had not abandoned them. He had been faithful. So in chapter 17, uh, we have this, what we call the Davidic covenant. In uh, verse 1 it said, And it came about when David dwelt in the ha his house, that David sent to Nathan the prophet, saying, Behold, I am dwelling in a house of cedar, but the ark of the covenant of the Lord is under curtains. Then Nathan said to David, Do all that is in your heart, for God is with you. So David wants to build a temple for God, and Nathan says, Go for it. 
But the Lord uh, doesn't agree. In verse 4, he says, Go tell David my servant, thus says the Lord, you shall not build a house for me to dwell in it. In verse 7, he says, I took you from the pasture from following the sheep to be leader over my people and over Israel. And in verse 12, he shall build for me a house and I will establish his throne forever. So he's telling us here that the Lord does not want David to build him a house, but instead God would build a house for David. This is known as the Davidic covenant, God's eternal promise with David. And so our key word for First Chronicles is covenant because it's, this is the high watermark of the book, God's promise to Israel, and especially his covenant with David. So the key word is covenant. I think the key verse might be chapter 17, verse 16. Uh, then David the king went in and sat before the Lord and said, Who am I, O Lord God, and what is my house that you have brought me this far? Uh, I would encourage you to memorize the latter half of that verse, and that would be our key verse. David, this man who had been greatly used of God, highly exalted by the Lord himself, humbly turns to the Lord and says this, Who am I, O Lord God, and what is my house that you have brought me this far? Shouldn't that be a prayer of our own? That the Lord has blessed us in ways that we do not deserve because of his great kindness and his promises to us. And so that's our key uh, verse, chapter 17, verse 16, and our key word is covenant. Uh, tomorrow we'll look at the second Chronicles and see where that story takes us. We'll see you then.